welcome to the Robot Love Podcast. Welcome back to Robot Love. My name is Brian Mateo Venegas. I am back at 5280s on South Broadway. And I am here for the number two edition of our retro retrospective. And I am here with Dee Dee Thompson and Tony Vecchio. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm really excited about this. And I say that about most of my podcasts. I'm not so much. <laughs> but this is really in our wheelhouse. We're all the same age in our mid-40s. And uh, we have Tony, you as well, right? Yes, of yes. course. Excellent. <laughs> yes. We're, uh, I'm 45, so we'll go from there. So if I picked out some movies, and I reached out to you, and I'm like, pick some movies from the 80s. And we thought about um, television shows as well, because yeah. they just completely uh, blow our minds. However, we decided on movies, and I'm super psyched. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a list of movies from the list you gave me. Gave me about 20 different choices. Oh, yeah. So I picked kind of five or six. I don't remember, but we're going to go through them. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of background, tell you who was the actor for which part, and then I'm going to let you take it over and tell me kind of the things that you feel are either weird or interesting or memorable, and uh, we'll just go back and forth a little bit, okay? All right, sounds good. And let me tell you, getting to just that that list of 20 was a tough task. There was some pretty amazing films in the 80s that we didn't want to leave out, but... um somehow we got it narrowed down <laughs> yeah and i gotta tell you had we had to do like a top 10 and Dee had her 10 and i had my 10 they would be completely different i bet so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah it's gonna be fun this is a good topic excellent well let's jump in so number one which is probably my favorite film and my daughter unfortunately had to watch it every day for like i don't know the first three months of her life she's traumatized internally <laughs> is the karate kid from 1984 so we're going to talk about that, and obviously uh, Ralph Macchio is uh, Daniel LaRusso, Pat Morita is Mr. Miyagi, and Elizabeth Shue is um, Ali. Yes. I've got some things to say about that character. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, William Zabka as Johnny. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this film is, um, there are some inconsistencies in the filming. It does share some sets from other pictures, and it's it, it's just an amazing film. It's really inspirational. Um, let's start with either of you and tell me, uh, why did you pick it? Um, why is it one of your favorites? And anything about it that just uh, stuck in your mind, in your memory? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with this one. You know, for me, it was just that classic underdog film, you know, that classic 80s kind of underdog film where, you know, the, this guy that, uh, that shouldn't be, uh, you know, what he turns out to be ends up being what he is. I mean, it's just an amazing story for me, um, especially being a kid at that time, you know, yeah. and thinking that karate was the most amazing <laughs> thing in the 80s. Well, you know? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure after watching that, like every kid went out and joined karate. Like I even, or bought I remember, a book on it. Or, like, yeah, like <laughs> we did just get a book of karate, a karate book here. At yeah, the shop, karate so. book. From Don't you know that doesn't work? <laughs> Listen, it's, a, it's a book from 1984 and it's all black and white pictures and it's the most, uh, I mean, yeah. I was reading some of it yesterday and I was like, how, how could you even learn? <laughs> That's why you need a, a, a Pat Morita. That's yeah, why you needed, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yes, you do. And Pat Morita, by the way, and this wasn't part of the trivia that I wrote down, uh, he wasn't the first choice. They had some reluctance to, to cast him because of his time um, on Happy Days, Happy Days. Um, as uh, in a comedic role, which yeah. they, they thought yeah. kind of a, you know, kind of a wacky uh, comedic role, kind of a little bit of yeah. a racist role, very exaggerated <laughs> right. uh, yeah. role. But uh, so that wasn't actually, uh, he wasn't the first choice. And then he came with a beard and, you know, a change in accent and things like that. And they're like, he's the one. So continue on kind of some of the things that so you like. So for me, it was it was that underdog. It was that whole underdog thing. Um, but but what was it for you, Deeds? Why did you? Um... Um, kind of, I guess probably the same thing. Um, you know, I, I think just the... Yeah, the story of like a kid who kind of had moved, you know, moved in from a different town, didn't know anybody and had to kind of fight his way up to the top, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, especially for me, because I moved around a lot as a kid. Yeah. And so, well, um, the other thing was uh, the bombshell for me in that movie was, you know, that that uh, Miyagi was having him, you know, wash his cars yeah, and paint his fence and like... sand his deck. And Foreshadowing. Then, and then yes. the bombshell when you're like, what? Yeah. He knows karate <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, that, that was just, I mean, that blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, you know, I was just too. like, 
you mean if I go outside and you know like yeah it never worked for me but but that was like the that was like the the, the bombshell you know back yeah, in the day you yeah, know so, no, totally. so that was kind of a cool thing of course you know the 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 party, the costume party, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, with the uh, skeleton the sh- costumes, yeah, that was super cool, you know, yeah. The shower, not so cool. I mean, cool, <laughs> but, you know, not menacing or not, you know. I don't think but, it was supposed to be. That was yeah. kind of the point, yeah. that he walks yeah. in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, of <laughs> Just Daniel. asking for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but very creative, which, uh, you know, you kind of had to be creative in the 80s with your costumes. Not everyone could go out and, and buy a costume and... Uh, Didi has a, a funny story, but we'll tell, tell that later someday um, about a costume for Halloween that she was she was forced to wear. But but yeah, of course the training situation, um, you know the uh, the romance, uh, the cars, your first car. I mean, there were so many things in it that that resonate with you know a kid growing up in the eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know the kind of overbearing mom. You know the mom that's dropping them off on the date. You know, yeah. I mean, she was ultra embarrassing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had to push her car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, 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 but in a good way. I mean, it was, she was awesome. What was kind of cool, like, because she was a single mom, and for him, kind of finding like this, like a father figure in Mr. Miyagi, or him finding a father figure in in a way, you know, with Mr. Miyagi. Like, you know, of course, divorce was pretty high percentage rate in the well, 80s yeah, so yeah. That, that appeals yeah, to yeah. you know so, I think so yeah there people. were a lot of aspects that just kind of appealed to growing up in the 80s I yeah. mean you know it was a, there were a lot of things going on with that movie um of course the soundtrack uh the song you know soundtrack. I, mean, <laughs> I I still have it on my iPod <laughs> oh yeah yeah the music was you know we talk about that a lot now how um you know, they, they, back in the 80s, I mean, artists actually did songs specifically for movies, you know. It's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that soundtrack, I mean, yeah. the, you know, the tournament song, uh, you know, that you can only get when you buy the full album. You can't right, buy that individually right. anymore. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there were so many things that just resonated so well with, uh, with a kid, you know, growing up in the 80s. I still get teary-eyed and i know that's that's ridiculous because i've probably seen it not realistically like 90 95 times <laughs> um when he's staring at johnny and johnny just comes in there like a, a street fighter character he's kind of doing that yeah, like ken yeah. and just gets yeah. him and you know yeah. a lot of people tell me who who did karate that you know the crane kick isn't isn't something that you know is used yes. a lot but um trivia about the um the crane kick is that when uh, mr miyagi is out on the pier and he's doing mm-hmm. these training of mm-hmm. crane kicks. It was actually um, the stunt coordinator and the karate uh, instructor for the film who was doing it as a stunt double. Okay. Of course, they do you know right. yeah. um, close-up shots of that. And you know, I I thought about karate and I was wrestling later in the '80s, and I just thought about it. And I'm like, you know, first of all, it's an amazing uh, martial art, and everybody was just like, Japan fever was at its pitch. Do you remember when everybody was obsessed with, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, every character had, I had a, um, a poster with Donald Duck, and he was dressed like a samurai, and it was yeah. like, bonsai, <laughs> duck. Well, yeah. We, yeah. Like, we look back and we're like, what? I mean, yes, no, we talk about that at the shop often with yeah. customers about how in the 80s, everyone wanted to be a ninja, everyone wanted to know karate, everyone, I, you know, I, 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 I made a little... Thing once it said you know back in our day we had fidget spinners but we called them ninja stars and <laughs> correct they were way yes. and yes. they were from yeah. the, the flea market yeah. they yeah. were real yeah. Yeah. yeah well my two you know i hung around because i was a tomboy and my two best buddies josh and tim they were like in karate and had ninja stars and nunchucks so i was always over there like yeah. you know throwing the ninja getting, stars and <laughs> practicing my <laughs> my yeah. fake karate yeah. oh it wasn't fake then. yeah no <laughs> That was totally that legit. was no, real cool. And, and you know, and what a testament to to the movie that thirty five years later they're going to come out with Cobra Kai, yeah. and continue that that story. You Which know. is an amazing, amazing show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, just just a testament to just how you know at the time. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's cheesy now, but at the time it was solid. I mean, at the time it was it was a pretty amazing situation. Um, you know, uh, they they kind of got a little carried away with the sequels later on, but uh, but the original film, I mean, um, just great. And like I said, what a testament! Thirty five years later, they're gonna they're gonna drum up Cobra Kai, which which is you know done really well. I thought you know so Johnny's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And in fact, um, I really really side with with Johnny and uh, <laughs> Williams Adka. I you know I saw him in a couple things that really kind of 
mirrored his role. He kind of got a little bit pigeonholed into that particular uh, character. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the character, and for those of you that, that don't know, there's a current um, continuation of the story, which is on YouTube Red? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of their, their foray into yeah. subscription. That got people a little bit hooked. I'm, I'm waiting to see. They've had some other shows that have been canceled. But I guess the point is, is that a little bit of a spoiler, Johnny reappe- reappears in this film. He's got a son that he's estranged from. He's a bit of an alcoholic. He's still really a tough guy. He works, I think he works construction, different mm-hmm. things, and he's just got all this bad luck. And um, Danny LaRusso has his own um, series of uh, car dealerships, dealerships, correct? And he's turned this whole bonsai tree into a shtick. Check it out. It's amazing. That's something that, that, you know, hopefully another time we can talk about reboots as well. Well, yeah. and wasn't there whole like, wasn't there like a whole conspiracy, not conspiracy yes, theory, about, but like the uh, alternate about, uh, where yes, like the alternate reality of like uh, <laughs> where Daniel, uh, Daniel was, was the, the bad guy, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and Johnny. Yeah. Was now go on, on, just just real quickly, if you if you guys out there want to Google this, I hear or I think I read somewhere that Cobra Kai was going because it is on a subscription service, but I heard that at the end of August it was going to be free for a week for uh, oh yeah so it was going to be free for a week for everyone to to be able to mm-hmm. but google it i'm sure you'll be able to yeah. find it somewhere but yeah yeah and i think those uh i'm trying to remember if there were any other characters from the original that were in there i think uh the sensei the gentleman who played oh, the yes, sensei yes. briefly um, yes 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 now uh wasn't he in in, in rambo as well I think he was in Rambo as well. He was in a lot of action films. He did some westerns as well, but uh, but yeah. So you had some dirt on Elizabeth Shue. Well, not really dirt, <laughs> but uh, um, I th- I think it's funny that you know it, this romance, this budding romance, was so amazingly sweet, and you really yes. wanted Ralph Macho. And then in the second film, yeah. She wrecked his car and left him. I know. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a funny thing. So yeah. not uh, not like a whole lot of dirt, but then you know she goes on to make adventures and babysitting. Yeah, and just the biggest crush on her in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the way they did in the eighties. You wreck your car, you're out. <laughs> you're out. The sequel, you're out. You're garbage. Now I'm sure there was some underlying. I mean, she did go on to to you know be successful and whatever, but. Um, was it was it, I, I think I read somewhere it was just a contract thing I think or, or oh, something really? yeah the second yeah. one yeah. yeah but but yeah he uh, I think he had a different love interest in every uh, in every one <laughs> in each one yeah. he did the second one uh, correct me if I'm wrong the second one he went to Okinawa yes he was called there by the eminent death of Mr Miyagi's father yes, yes. and then the um, his protege who had stayed in Okinawa was his last friend before yes. he left and new rival. Yes, Sato. Sato. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they had the reverse obsession in Japan. They were obsessed with 1950s culture. Yes. So they were um, his his minions. You know, his son and all these other people were um, obsessed with um, 1950s and the poodle skirts and everything else. It was just kind of a weird time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of reconciliation from World War II. And I, my grandfather served as a Marine in World War II. And I think he saw something. He's like, like I wouldn't repeat it. I'm like, let's get over it. (laughs) You know, I I suppose I understand that. A little bit of a trivia before we do the real trivia is um, Robert Mark Kamen, who wrote Karate Kid, um, also wrote The Fifth Element. Oh, interesting. Taken and The Transporter. Mm, Very interesting. Very, very Mm. interesting. Um, And not a lot of people think about you know who wrote it, who directed it. It's all about the actors. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm just going to give you a few. There's not much more trivia, but I wanted to give you a yes, few points. Yes, I love those things. So Daniel LaRusso was originally named Daniel Weber. Wow. Now, that takes the whole Italian New Jersey thing out of it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, the whole dynamic is is different. Um, You're the Best, the song I think we were yes, talking about. Yes, and you it. were talking about um, specifically, <clears throat> pardon me, specifically written for movies. It was originally written for Rocky Three. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I actually knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is uh, now this one's my favorite. Uh, do you remember Dutch? He's one of the Cobra Kai. He had tight blonde curly hair. Yes. And just the most nasty outside of Johnny. Yes. Yeah. His name is Chad McQueen. He's the only son of Steve McQueen. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. Interesting. Now interesting. I don't remember. Did he go on to do anything else? Did he? I don't probably, recall. Nothing don't, notable. Yeah, yeah nothing um, notable. But he's a fighter in real life. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, and you think about it, it's like. I don't think that his father lived very long after he was born. 
but what the hell? Your dad's Steve McQueen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're yeah really I don't think it gets much cooler than that. <laughs> that's impressive, yeah. Um, so that's the only trivia I have. Any other thoughts before I move on to Back to the Future, which is just bananas? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, we love those little facts. And, I, you know, we were talking about soundtrack, and I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure New Edition did a song for two, didn't they? Didn't New Edition do a song for... I'm pretty the sure they only, did. The only one yeah. I remember from, from number, for two number two was Glory of... Love. Of course, that yeah. Number. That was wasn't that <laughs> wasn't that, that your song? Was yes. that your jam? Yeah. Yes. yes. She's like, don't mention it was my song. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna get picked on after this. <laughs> oh yeah, off air. Oh well, yeah, I would have been like what six, seven years old. I remember listening to that song, and it just made me so sappy, like crying and like what? I, don't, I don't know why. Like Footloose. <laughs> All right, she's really gonna get beat up after this. <laughs> oh. Just wait. Hopefully, no customers come yeah, in because yeah. when I leave, she'll do the crane kick. She'll get it. No, the band. What a great movie. What a great way yeah. to start. So yeah, excellent. Well, I'm gonna go to Back to the Future. I remember I saw it for the first time with my grandmother, and uh, there was a bit of uh, shock between uh, my grandmother and you know other people who in the other generation, because he says, um, "God damn it," and he says, "Shit" in the film. Yeah. And my grandmother was like, "What?" <laughs> and we were watching the film. But um, comedians have pointed this out, that Back to the Future is just the nuttiest, weirdest, most risque. And I think in our last um, meeting, we talked a little bit about it. Um, so Back to the Future is from 1985. And actually, most of the films that I'm, I'm going to talk about, besides one that's, <clears throat> pardon me, 1988, are in the mid-80s, mm-hmm. which was just the prime. Because, you mm-hmm. know, you get into the late 80s, you start really just being the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Stuff doesn't change. Fashion doesn't change. All the way through to, <clears throat> I'd say, yeah, 99. Yeah. Well, not, you know, 98 or so. Yeah. Um, so, um, 1985, Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox, of course, is Marty McFly. Um, Christopher Lloyd is uh, Dr. Emmett Brown. I think we all know mm-hmm. who he is. He mm-hmm. uh, he was on Taxi and so yep. forth. Yep. Amazing actor. Leah Thompson, who you don't see a lot of lately, was Lorraine Baines, mm-hmm. which was uh, Marty McFly's mom, mom, and that Baines was her uh, maiden name, if I'm correct. <coughs> and Crispin Glover as George McFly. Crispin Glover. Let's stop right here. Tell me about Crispin Glover and what you guys know about him and what you think about him. His, his, he's supposed to be really wacky. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know a lot about, about you. I don't know a lot about Crispin yeah, Glover. Yeah. yeah. What What else did I know? He came out in some other things, but uh, what else did he come out in? Well, he was in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine as kind oh, of the, yeah. the retro creep. Yeah. And uh, you know, to be honest with you, I don't remember. Wh- any other facts about him? Um, <laughs> I don't either. But but Biff, uh, the gentleman who, pl- who plays uh, Biff, was actually a comedian and still is a comedian. And um, he said that uh, the most interesting character on the entire set was Crispin Glover. Hmm. And that he's really weird, but weirdly talented. Just eccentric and cr- Yeah, I, I don't know. And actually, Back to the Future is one I'm going to have to pop into it because I haven't watched that one in, in years and yeah. years. And it's a great one. I mean, I remember when I first watched it as a kid thinking it was pretty innovative and pretty cool and yeah. and just yeah. some of the product that they had on there. And, and well, you the know, DeLorean was yeah. just pretty yeah. amazing. And yeah. the whole thought of... I, that was definitely like a pretty clever cleverly done you know with the i thought so yeah i totally him. thought it was very yeah clever going and, back and meeting his parents yeah. and then kind of you know changing yeah. his future so you really made that sound clean and innocent <laughs> congratulations yeah because, yeah, well, yeah, because it's true. a little bizarre yeah, yeah you should have yeah. ran interference yeah. for it in 1985 yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I will say, yeah, it's funny now that you mention it. I watched, I think, I think I watched maybe some of it not, or fairly recent. And yeah, the whole part at the end where, you know, she's basically getting, you know, where Biff, like they're in the car and he's like, and she's saying no, and he's like not stopping. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, like, I, I think that was the first time I, it kind of resonated with me as an adult. Like I didn't really remember that as a kid, but as an adult, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a little uncomfortable like and inappropriate. Yeah. And imagine my grandmother going, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. He goes back to the fifties. And uh, speaking of, um, we were talking about uh, Biff before. So Thomas F. Wilson plays Biff. And if you go on YouTube, he is an extraordinary comic. And he talks a little bit about um, 
the bully persona being the opposite when he was in school. Mm. Big guy, uh, yeah. gentle giant, very funny. He he wrote this entire page of answers, the only answers he gives about Back to the Future and goes through, and it's amazing. He did nice. a lot of we'll improv in it, um, and he said that he, uh, you know, he had uh, improv some of the things like uh, uh, make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of things like that. That's and funny. So talk a little bit about what you think about the character Biff. I know he was, he's an incredibly talented actor because he made you just hate him so much. What do you, what do you remember? What are your best uh, memories about the interactions between them? There are different locations. There are different things where he and Marty McFly met. Um, let's see. Well, of course the whole classic, I mean, as a kid that I loved is the part where he's chasing Marty, you know, and he's, uh, um, on the, was he on the skateboard and, and then he crashes into the pile, like the, um, the manure, manure truck, the manure truck. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that goes into his car. And of course, yeah. as a kid, I was as a just kid, like, you were like, Oh, um, he got it. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you oh got what you God. deserve. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. While you were like probably doing the crane technique. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So of course that whole scene is just classic. And, um, the diner as well. Yeah. The diner where he's comes in. I, I love, of course, the part where he comes in and he's, uh, he's talking to the dad, but of course both, uh, you know, and, and Marty's sitting right next to his dad as a kid, you know, and he comes in and says something and they both turn around and look at him the same way. Yeah. Like that's of course just a, yeah, that's a good one. A classic scene. But, um, and that particular scene had a lot of a product placement. Yes. Do you remember he came in and didn't he ask for a diet Pepsi? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I started immediately drinking Diet Pepsi. <laughs> and instead of 5'10", I would have yeah. been six feet yeah. you know, if I had started doing well, that. Well, you know what's crazy is, so it, it, that movie did have some product placement, but one of the things we get asked for at our store is Back to the Future merchandise, original, you know, vintage. Mm -hmm. And there was really, it's kind of crazy, there was really nothing put out for that movie. Now, mm -hmm. they did put some stuff out for two um, they had a handful of things, but at the time there was nothing that was put out for Back to the Future, which is which is kind of crazy because you know they yeah. did go with the Crystal Pepsi and the Pepsi, and they had the you know the I mean they had so many uh, product placement things uh, you know in the movie that you would think that they would uh, you know come out with the whole licensing yeah merchandise yeah. and things like that, but really nothing put out for Back to the Future, which is an interesting thing. So it kind of helped in the anticipation for the second movie. Um, I do remember uh, fast food restaurants, and I believe, was it McDonald's, that had the Back to the Future glasses? That's yeah. the only thing I remember. Yeah, well, um, and then, uh, you know, for two, I think Burger King jumped on the, you know, they Burger had King. the premiums. Yeah, they had the little premiums, the little toys that came with it. and uh, That really didn't look quite like no. the movie. Like, yeah. it didn't relate quite yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that you guys open at 12, so I'm going to move along to the other movie. We could talk about these movies. I know, I know, <laughs> I, know. I know, yeah, yeah. So um, this is a question, a trivia question for you regarding the production of the movie, pre-production. Who was the first Marty McFly who was replaced by, replaced with Michael J. Fox? I've heard this before. He's a Brat Packer. I don't know this. So what is it? I don't know. I don't Eric remember. Stoltz. Oh, wow. So Eric Stoltz was the, the, the first Marty McFly um, and Robert Zemeckis probably about a quarter of the way through the film um, went ahead and replaced him. I, he was intense and he was from an old school acting perspective. I know Leah Thompson had known him from before and she had said that he's kind of more back into the um, the Robert De Niro phase. That that was kind mm -hmm. of his Stanislavski okay. thing yeah. where he'd yeah. walk around and you had to call him Marty. Yeah. And when he got fired, a lot of people were like, who's Eric? They thought his name was Marty. Like, oh, that's, oh, a, that's a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of now that you said that, I kind of remember that. I'm sure you do too. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. But what I, another great movie? I mean, just yeah. another uh, and personification I of the eighties. Yeah, but Michael J. Fox. Yeah. You know, like. um, I just wanted to be him so bad. I mean, I was already rolling my pants up, <laughs> but then the socks went over the rolls. Nice. People who didn't grow up in the eighties. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, and just one other—I mean, of course, the whole intro where he goes in and hooks up his guitar to that giant just speaker. Cool. Like, just cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the theme song by Huey Lewis and the oh, News yeah. comes yeah. on, and then he catches the truck. I tried to do oh, that. Yeah, my friend was yeah. driving. Yeah. Just, yeah, no. They would never. They would have this never, disclaimer. Never worked out like that for us. Yeah. No, yeah. it wouldn't have. 
we'd fall down and scrape our knees. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I just remember my sister actually had a Back to the Future skateboard. Oh, nice. That was totally awesome. (laughs) Not homemade. This was legit. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was an actual, like, I mean, it was not like the skateboard he had. It was just a Back to the Future product, you know skateboard you guys need to get so it there must yeah be we, gotta find it. we gotta find <laughs> yeah. it somewhere. but again going back to just the characters i mean you know doc brown i mean just great characters great chemistry i mean yeah. you know i just a fantastic movie another another good one so so uh my second bit of trivia is disney they approached disney uh to do back to the future they believed it was too dirty and there was too much incest involved <laughs> oh. which is true (laughs) yeah yeah and so um they they did a hard pass and they they went around quite a bit and as uh is proof positive after that robert zemeckis always took chances and you know quite a few films he uh he's a an amazing uh director um early drafts of the script and you're gonna love this let let me let you guys guess and it's an appliance (laughs) the first draft said that the time machine was not a car do you know what the original um time machine was was it like a... it's totally ridiculous <laughs> i don't know a washing machine good guess but no not enough room yeah. refrigerator what would be good? Yeah. you got it refrigerator, refrigerator. Yeah. the first one was a refrigerator hopefully not a 1950s one where you get locked in yeah. put in the landfill yeah. uh so that was the first one and following that Doc Brown had a sidekick um, that was written in, well, it was in the original uh, scripted version. Do you know who the sidekick was? Besides Marty McFly, this was a separate sidekick. (laughs) Not the dog Einstein? (laughs) Well, that's kind of a sidekick as well now. (laughs) Okay. um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. Pet Chimpanzee. Mm. gets weirder and weirder yeah, doesn't it yes, that was probably yes. a good call to god i want to see it though yeah no, i would have left that in I mean, that's on. true yeah that's any other thoughts he's always enhanced movies well yeah chimpanzees <laughs> yeah. actually became all the rage yeah. and uh you know exploited terribly chimpanzees and orangutans back in the day remember yeah. all the, they yeah. used them in all sorts of things do you remember which 70s movies are most famous having a uh, orangutan yeah, the well, Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, he, he did all those movies, uh, you know, uh, what was it, Every Which Way But Loose. Yes. Correct. And, uh, yes. yeah, 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 where you do the right turn, Clyde, and, and then you punch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but even before then, like uh, Lance Link, like that, that TV show with all the monkeys, you know, that yeah. like, that, I mean, there were a lot of monkeys that, that were. Uh, it was frightening looking yeah, back. Yeah, you watch Lance Link and you're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. I guess, you know, people become very sensitive about their animals. There are now. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had these monkeys working 12-hour days. I know. Yeah. What's up with that? There was no union. They were not part of SAG, by the way. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, – any other thoughts before I move on to our next one, which is Goonies from 1985? Oh, Goonies, a good one. No, no, we're good, man. That was great. Um, another great movie, like I said, so – Excellent. Um, Goonies from 1985. Steven Spielberg, obviously. Uh, Sean Austin, who uh, famously was Patty Duke's son. Um, And uh, he plays Mikey. And then you've got Josh Brolin. Do you remember Josh Brolin was like the hottest thing? (laughs) Everybody. Was he he in fact? With the bandana, the headband, the sweatshirt. He was cool when he was working out. The cutout sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. So that's Josh Brolin. And still, he's kind of a heartthrob. Chunk was more of a heartthrob. <laughs> I thought he was, yeah. He is now. Have you seen pictures of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have, yeah. yeah. He's lost all of his baby weight, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. Um, and, you know, uh, one of the things is that, uh, so that's Jeff Cohen uh, as uh, Chunk yes. in the Truffle Shuffle, was yes, that what yes. it was called? And uh, Corey Feldman was in it, which hilarious and there are some reviews yeah. from some of the the uh the uh people who were in production and you know even steven spielberg saying this kid is really talented yeah mm. and um i think you know we can commiserate having parents that you know speak spanish when they went through the house yeah. <laughs> and the maid he yeah. was just saying yeah. the yeah. craziest yeah. shit yes. to the maid like, i do that to Dee all the time now. No. oh yeah no. yeah yeah i do that to my girlfriend too she's got no idea uh and yeah. he's just like 
this is where they they lock yes. you up if you're bad. <laughs> yes. And he's like, this is where they take the that sexual torture awesome devices. Scene. Yeah, yeah, that's just fantastic. That was hilarious. And that's kind of the the mood of the of the film. And you know, so you've got uh, a couple other people. You've got Jonathan K. Kwan as Data. Mm-hmm. You've got Martha Plimpton as Steph, and she's in a series now. A very uh, very talented person. Um, Carrie Green is Andy and let's just jump in because there's tons of weird trivia I've got yes, for this afterwards. Yes, lots of weird trivia um, for this one. What was it, what did it mean for you guys as a film when you were watching it? Was it the discovery of the ship? What was it that was most memorable for you guys? I think for me it was kind of the, um, the adventure of like a group of friends, like, you know, the adventure that a group of friends get to go on, you know, like I think, you know, as a kid, you're just like, what? You know, of course, you're at, at well, I know for me, I mean, treasure maps were a, were a possibility for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that this group of kids found a treasure map and then kind of follow it to an actual treasure, like, I, I just know for, as a kid, I was thought it was possible for us to also find a treasure map. I think I spent several months or years looking for treasure maps after that yeah Yeah, and i I think the aspect of just the adventure you know the adventure adventure. of just going out and jumping on your bike and you know because that's what we did back in the day you know and uh we always thought that we'd be able to jump on our bikes and 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 find some zany wacky adventure like they did you know and uh but uh but yeah that for me it was probably just the whole adventure and and just uh the camaraderie of course you know just uh, between them and yeah. Uh, but yeah it's a good one and danger yeah yeah true danger yes, true yes. danger yes um and then um uh, so according to what um i've read and what i remember um there is a treasure map that's left to well basically is stowed in the attic mm-hmm. of uh Sean Astin's character, and it was his father, who I, I don't even really know if they just dis- if they described how he died, but he's passed away, and he leaves this treasure map, and then you know this house is going to be destroyed or bought, so they really want to go find treasure to to fund, uh, you know, to keep this house yeah. from being destroyed, and uh, then they subsequently somehow meet up with uh, these folks that got out of jail that are in the mob. Yes. <laughs> and then famously, they have uh, one of the that's, sons. That's There's three sons. One of them um, is one of the greatest characters in the world. Yes. And uh, what is his name? Sloth. Sloth, correct. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, there are a lot of different, uh, a lot of different <laughs> anecdotes. And one of the sons uh, sings opera yes. to Sloth, who, that's part of the trivia, was an operatic singer and wanted to, to put that in. Um, what do you think about. And now this is something that I remember um, very, very vividly about this movie is the dynamic between the friends was very well done because there's a little bit of anxiousness because mm-hmm. there's some bullying and there's a pecking order in the friends and you can you can identify yourself as one of the characters. Um, tell me which one of the characters either one of you would have been within the uh, the Goonies Band. Well, I can already tell you, I would have been chunked. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but 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 that you know, just the comedy aspect. That's what I was going with, not the physicality or anything. But uh, physical comedy. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like when the statue, uh, when he breaks the statue, oh, yeah. you know, and the, yeah. the particular piece falls off, and then he's like trying to put it back on back upside down, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. but uh, but definitely a uh, uh, chunk. Um, yeah, there's an interesting, and you may have this in your. In your uh, in your uh, facts here, your little known facts, but there's an interesting thing about him having chicken pox on set. Mm. Um, and if you look at uh, the scene where he's doing the truffle shuffle, uh, uh, you can actually see some little chicken pox on his stomach. Um, but he didn't tell anyone because he was afraid that he would not, uh, they would not continue to use him for the part. So he kept that under wraps and didn't tell anyone that he, he was uh, suffering from chicken pox and uh, quite dangerous yeah, and irresponsible. Yeah, yeah so uh but yeah yeah so while he was doing that and that to... it, well dangerous because there wasn't even a chicken pox vaccination back then <laughs> yeah i don't remember having like yeah there was mumps and everything yeah. else yeah. um but yeah. yeah chung definitely for me yeah. but what about you Deeds? gosh i don't know i'll tell you who I, who I maybe i i don't know if i identified with him but i always liked him was data i just thought he was hilarious like with all of it yeah with all of his little 
gizmos and gadgets and you probably did i could see you getting a slinky i could totally see you getting a slinky yeah so maybe i did like (laughs) i like to put little things together yes yes i could see that i could totally see that well you know what i envisioned of being this really awesome thing that really (laughs) wasn't you know but (laughs) but i only imagine you are talking to the girl here who jumped off the roof with the pillowcase thinking that it would uh, Yeah, so she was definitely wow. yeah, of her day. Yeah, you, you said off air that you were a tomboy, but I, I yeah, didn't realize you were jumping yeah, off no. roofs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jumping I off roofs with a pillowcase would work just would like break a parachute. Like, yeah. Something would break your fall. I don't yeah. know if it would be the pillowcase the necessarily. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would be Mikey, which is kind of like, oh, everybody wants to be Mikey, but not everybody wants to be Mikey, just because my brother used to pick on me, just like his brother picked mm, on him. Yeah, and you know, I was a little bit whiny because i was an artist didn't want to go out and play football <laughs> I just want to draw and so i was like i'm just like mikey yeah. and uh so that would be mine um i'm gonna give you after you have some final thoughts about this i'm gonna give you the trivia in that order All right. okay so just go ahead and tell me just summarize um what do you feel when you put it back into the blu-ray player what do you feel i mean are you just like yes yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely one that kind of really resonates and with nos- that nostalgic feeling. Well, sh- I well, mean, Tony and it, I actually just dressed yeah, up, we just as dressed up as Sloth and Chunk. Yeah, for a, for <laughs> wow. Yeah, I yeah. hope you have pictures. <laughs> we do. We do have pictures. Yeah. But but just going back to that movie covered everything. I mean, there was there was the camaraderie, there was the adventure, the friendship. Uh, you know the the you know the. the sloth being kind of the uh, gentle giant who pulled mm-hmm. through in the clutch you know uh, the, the 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 mob you know i mean it, it had everything it, it really uh encompassed everything that as a, as a as a kid that you wanted in a movie i mean yeah. you know like it was just the treasure the jewels the pirates the soundtrack well, with Cindy Lauper and, and, and Cindy I mean Lopper. oh we'll get into that I mean, <laughs> I mean just a, you know like that was just great you know yeah. and uh um the characters of course you could identify with one or two of them you know um uh you know the, again going to the underdog kind of thing you know um but uh, but yeah it really it really encompassed just everything that I wanted in a movie back in the day yeah. so yeah how about you Dee? Yeah, I mean, same thing, you know, and I think also, like, it was kind of a thought, like, as a kid, you kind of almost felt, I I mean, oddly enough, like, empowered in a way, because you're like, wow, like, these kids were able to go and, like, make something happen, you know, and so you kind of, I remember feeling kind of like, well, that could be me, like, I could go do this, or, you know, like, I could save something or be part of something bigger than me, so, you know, it was definitely uh, appealed in that way. And um, I have to tell you, Sloth was not frightening frightening to me. Mm-hmm. Who was no. frightening was Mama Fratelli, yes. Yes. played yes. by Anne Ramsey, <laughs> yeah. who just frightened the shit yes. out of me. Oh, yeah. Throw Mama from yes. the train, yes. anything she did. Yeah. The train. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. And just, you know, a great actress, but wow. Great actress, but just that voice and that, oh, you know, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. it is Sloth consensus. He, yeah, he was not. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was definitely and played by by uh, you know John Matusak, who mm-hmm. you know was just uh, back in the day, just fantastic. Yeah, fantastic football player. So. Yeah, very, very, very talented guy. Yeah. Um, can I move on to a little trivia? Yes, yeah. please. Okay, so the pirate ship in the Hidden Cove was real. It was done kind of in a Disney style that it was a real ship. I don't know how. Um, seaworthy it was maybe yeah. it was propped up but all the details of the ship were done um so that you could have pan you could have close-ups but it was it was produced to pretty much be the same quality as a ship um all the shots were filmed there after the film it was offered to literally anyone who wanted mm. it no one That's wanted crazy. it so it was scrapped that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. How much could you have sold that we, for? We yeah. have taken that. We you guys are like, oh. Sold. We'll find yeah. room. Put yeah. your shop in. The yeah. actual, uh, they could put it on the roof. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can you that's, imagine that? That's crazy. Yeah, that's what pretty a shame. Awesome. That's yeah. kind of... A lot of stuff like that went, know, went to the, like a yep. lot of props from the 80s mm-hmm. went just kind of, yeah, yeah, that's sad. Uh, second one, uh, Sean Astin was given the map. Uh, as far as you know, the stories are concerned, was given the map of uh, 
of the uh, the treasure and his mom Patty Duke, thinking that it was old oh, <laughs> old scrap paper garbage, she threw it away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so another one of those uh, lost uh, to the universe. Um, Cindy Lauper, who co-wrote the song. Uh, Goonies are capital mm-hmm. R mm-hmm. good enough, yes. mm-hmm. which still resonates in uh, in my head. Um, she was in the music video, and she was a new Goonie recruit, which was just weird. Yeah. Remember, yeah. she's like singing yeah. good enough, oh, yeah. and she's yeah. completely yeah. girls just want to have fun out, yeah. you know? and she's like following them. Yeah. And there's some fake cuts, and I think a few of the people uh, who played the the uh, the Goonies were there. Well, and that's the one with all the wrestlers. Yes, in all it too, the like WWF Lobano wrestlers from back and, in the day, uh, which is, I mean, that was huge then too. So, yeah. so, question: Which popular pop band members of the pop band played pirates in that video? This is an advanced question. I didn't know this. Mm. In that Cindy Lauper video. I could name all the wrestlers. <laughs> I, uh, know, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, I don't next. Know that one. <laughs> the Bangles. Yeah. Interesting. I did I'd not ha- know that. According to IMDb, so I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it, definitely. The other, um, some of the other cameos, do you remember who played Sloth? In, oh. in the video. I don't remember someone else playing I don't Sloth. remember someone else playing Sloth in the video. Who was that? According to IMDb, which I will go and verify, was Andre the Giant. Remember he was in what? that? What? Interesting. I did not <laughs> know that. The archive yeah. says that that's. I think I don't know. That's that's kind of you know because Andre the Giant was substantially bigger than Matusak. So I love this. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. gonna have I'm to definitely gonna have to yeah, look that we'll one up because that uh, yeah yeah because I of course I'm a big fan of Andre the Giant yeah. and only thought he was Bigfoot and Six Million Dollar Man and and he was uh, you Princess know of course Bride. in Prince's Bride but uh, maybe he did some other stuff you know so well, I could see it I mean yeah. you know yeah especially cuz they were using all the WWF mm-hmm. wrestlers and you know they were trying to create that that uh, that connection you know so that's what we love to do on Robot Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just awesome. make people go, that's, that's not true. Awesome. Hey, it could that's be true. The, my fact checking could be completely ridiculous and, and yeah, that's awesome. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm going to move on um, with our limited time and I'm going to ask you, Dee Dee, I'm, I'm first going to introduce it, Never Ending Story okay. from 1984, okay. which was always kind of not on my radar um, because for some reason, even though I was. Uh, that the age of of uh, the kids that would enjoy it just never piqued my interest hmm. one of your favorites yes for and sure. i'm just going to do a quick intro it from 1984 um bastion was played by barrett oliver and uh gerald mcraney was playing uh bastion's father and tammy stronach as the childlike empress mm-hmm. and those are the characters that i found <clears throat> now um Tell us what it's about <laughs> for all of our well, information. Let's see. So basically, it's a it's a little boy who kind of the same like is getting picked on. You know, there's a bunch of bullies chasing him, um, and he kinds of he takes refuge into a bookstore, and he goes in, and then he's look he finds a book that of course the guy there is like. Not you can't have any book, but not this one, you know. And he Classic. takes it anyways, <laughs> with an IOU kind of thing. And then, um, so he goes to school, but he's late, and ends up going up to the school attic, and opening this book, and that's kind of where he gets into sucked into the never-ending story. So now, isn't this and, the intro? Didn't they do? Is that the Fred Savage intro? No, that's no, Princess that's Bride. Princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. So, yes. so um, basically, now what's going on in the never-ending story is their world is starting to fall apart. Um, I can't remember the nothing. I think is moving in. And so everybody's trying to make it to the Empress, or they all are making it to the Empress to figure out how, what they're going to do, because there's like one person that can stop the nothing, and that's Atreyu. So, of course, they get Atreyu to come, and then he has, basically, that starts his whole journey of, of getting to the Empress to stop the nothing from coming so that's pretty good deeds. that's oh, really good that watch that movie. That. <laughs> did you, just, did you rewrite, rewrite the back special edition on the back of the uh, the dvd i'm impressed and you know i wanted to pick this one because i had a feeling 
that we could all learn a little bit about the yes. never-ending story. And I, and I do depend on you guys uh, to do that. Now, um, the author was German, mm. and his name was Michael End. And uh, let's just say he wasn't pleased with a lot of the sequels or even the first one. Well, oh, um, I'm going to jump in for time's sake and give you some uh, trivia. Yes, right. please. Okay, so it was a box office bomb. The second and third movies in the U.S. Um, were not great. The first one uh, actually made more money. Um, but uh, the next chapter, $36 million in production, $17 million domestic, um, led to a third unrelated film that had a budget of $17 million. Box office five million oh. in in Germany, but allegedly yeah. not even five figures in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is just a descent into um, yeah. into mediocrity. Which I can say I've never watched the second or third one. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a third one. Yeah, yeah and then eventually um, the story went uh, direct to to video. Warner's involvement with Disney and Miramax um, distributed instead. So um, the high school students um, are in the subsequent films, jumping a little bit around, um, there was a lot of uh, difference in age. So the high school students in the follow-ups were um, in their 20s. Um, <laughs> and, you know, um, the childlike empress in the following films was older as well. It just kind of lost its way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just a disavowed adaptation. Like I said, Michael N. didn't, uh, he filed an injunction Ooh. to stop the production of the film and to prevent it from, from using the title of his novel. Um, Obviously, he was unsuccessful yeah. and uh, demanded that his name his name be removed from the credits. Wow. I'm not really trying to destroy this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nothing would destroy it. It's for me, it's you know. Magical. <laughs> it was well because there was like so, you know, so like the the group, the, like when you first go into the Neverending Story, they're like it's a racing snail. Like there's a guy who's on a racing snail, which you know, as a kid, you're like, what a racing snail, yeah. you know. And of course, and then there's like the rock monster that eats rocks. Yeah. And, you know, the characters were just, for me, like kind of whimsical. And, and of course, there's the luck dragon, which I yeah, mean, Falcor, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if only, yeah, I only awesome. dreamed of having that was you know, cool. a luck dragon. But <laughs> so. I will tell you this, just from knowing Dee Dee for, for many, many years, not knowing her when she was a kid, but knowing her now for, for many, many years, um, scene with the horse oh yeah traumatized traumatized <laughs> yeah that looks a little morose i do remember that sadness. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah yeah i still cry to this day when i watch it like it's such a sad sad part and maybe that's as a kid like maybe that's why like there was all these different emotions of like you know trauma yeah sadness <laughs> sadness yeah. but then like happiness or you know fear you know like all these different things so maybe that was the appeal i don't know and again going back to to like literally no product put out for this movie um nothing put out for this one there are some uh bootleg uh, figures in mexico maybe argentina put out a couple of things so valuable um yeah 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 but nothing put out and and even going back to the last movie we talked about really nothing put out for goonies there were some trading cards there was some glassware and that was it you know yeah. so um so yeah you picked some good ones yeah. um yeah we have about 10 minutes left so I'm going to jump to the last one because literally your shop has people who want to be here at 9, <laughs> yeah, 10 o'clock. Yeah, and then Didi just people. looks at him and does know, the cut. We're closed. Yeah. You wait in line. Yeah. Um, the last one and one of the most bizarre, frightening, weird, interesting. Gremlins from 1984, directed by Joe Dante. Um, it stars uh, Zach Galligan as Billy Peltzer. Uh, Phoebe Cates who, by the way, is probably my biggest crush. Yes, she's a good one. <laughs> Everyone's biggest crush yeah. as Kate Beringer. And uh, interestingly enough, Hoyt Axton as Rand. Now, he's a little bit more familiar to the generation before us. Yeah, He was um, a, a, a songwriter yeah. and different things, um, but we're going to go into that in the trivia. Uh, you guys just go for it. Tell me. Um, off air, Didi and I talked a little bit about some of the most traumatic, frightening things about yes. it. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you some facts about it, but uh, either one of you, dig in. Let's right. see what you think. Well, yeah, that was one. Um, you know, that one's kind of funny because I don't remember it being as frightening as actually. Th that's definitely one I like as a kid. I don't remember it being too scary. But as an adult, when I watched it, when, in fact, we were having our niece, our little niece watch it. 
And of course, like the part where, you know, she's like putting them in the blender and the microwave, like my, her niece is like, that's scary. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, I'm oh, so you're sorry. right. <laughs> yeah, like, I totally forgot about this part. Or, you know, I forgot like how scary that really kind of was. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was very endeared to Gizmo and Gremlins, and I don't remember being scared, but definitely. There's some creepy there stuff. There are in some there. totally yeah. creepy things I mean, in yeah, it. Yeah, the, the dog with the lights, and then. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah and that. then yeah, that poor yeah. lady on her little thing, her elevator yeah. stair yeah. elevator thing that blast, they yeah. <laughs> blast yeah. out. There's a scene in there that's totally, uh, totally 80s uh, when they're all coming down the street and they're all hopping around kind of, and it totally looks like claymation, you know, like. Oh, it's a, yeah. But I there's a gang of them coming down the street, you know, yeah. and. Uh, um, but yeah, there's some creepy scenes in there. Um, uh, for me, you know, I liked, you know, the, the intro when he first found it and, you know, and he's in the, in the little shop and, you know, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool when he gets the box and, yeah, you know, but, yeah. uh, go into that a little bit more. Tell me what you remember about the plot. And so the people who haven't seen the film are interested or frightened. Um, so it starts out with uh, yep. gentleman finding a mogwai. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's wanting a Christmas gift, right? He's wanting Correct. to get a Christmas gift, and yeah, of course it takes place during Christmas, and uh, and uh, yeah. Which and leaves I, the debate: Is it a Christmas movie? That's what mm, depends on what say. kind of Christmas yeah, you anyways, like. I think it is a Christmas movie, but I think Die Hard's a Christmas movie too. So I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he um, finds, well, the guy tells him he can't have the Mogwai at first, but then his son or um, comes and kind of does an underground transaction and sells it to him. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the rules are is you can't eat after midnight, no sunlight, and no bright lights. No, um, what was it, bright light, and what was the third rule? Oh, no water. Yeah. Yeah, yes. they, can't, they can't get wet. So, of course, he takes it home to his his son and um he breaks all three rules <laughs> immediately <laughs> pretty quickly <laughs> yeah yeah we won't tell you what happens when you break those rules but uh <laughs> it is called gremlins yeah, uh, yeah and then and then from there they they have misadventures or horrific adventures yes yeah. yes so they're they're um they well they're the, don't they trick him guys. don't they kind of trick him and yeah, the, don't well, they set the clock back they or something? do they set the clock yeah. back so he he ends up feeding them some chicken and, but that chicken, was right? that was actually after he accidentally got them wet because remember they spilled wasn't that another cory wasn't it, well what happened was is that um they got wet. Something yeah, happened, and then they produced the, thing the babies. The, yeah, and one yeah. was Stripe. You already knew that that one was bad. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Stripe turns into, and then they're so mischievous. Stripe either cuts the line on the clock radio, mm. or yeah. he turns yeah. it back. And so, um, yeah, that's right. Then he, he feeds them fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. and then they turned into they, they had the eggs and subsequent things like that. Um, I know you guys are about to open, so I'm going to go through some trivia. Yes. Okay. So Hoyt Axton, we spoke about him. Um, he was a singer-songwriter, and he was a very famous one during the early country to mid-country years. He wrote Joy, Joy to the World, Three Dog Night. Um, his mom co-wrote Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, wow. Out of that area in Oklahoma that was just producing tons of uh, um, uh, country and R&B films. The set for Kingston Falls is the same one used for Back to the Future. And uh, uh, was filmed in the Universal Studios backlot. The Santa speech was so controversial, which was basically Phoebe Cates talks about how she yes. Christmas is bittersweet for her because she actually um, lost her father because he was trying to, to play Santa Claus and go down the chimney. Subsequently, he um, got stuck and rotted. They found yeah. him after. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but that was frightening and, and yeah. morose. Yeah. But the executives wanted to remove it because uh, it was ambiguous. They didn't know if it was supposed to be funny or sad. I don't know in whose book that would be funny. Um, but Joe Dante uh, put his foot down and said, no, I want this scene in, um, and said that it represented kind of the macabre, funny nature of the film. Um, Steven Spielberg didn't like the, the scene either, but uh, he gave uh, Joe Dante complete creative control, so it was, uh, it was allowed to stay in. Um, it was released the same day as Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. oh wow. And actually That's held strange. its own. Um, the role of Billy, uh, was two people 
other than the actor who won the part um, actually uh, went out for it. That was Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez. Oh, <laughs> And as yeah. you can imagine, in real life, apparently this happened. Judd Nelson was too aggressive for the part. Well, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, figure. I could see Emilio, maybe, but Judd Nelson, no. Yeah. Just, yeah. I would feel bad for the gremlins if Judd Nelson yeah, puts a yeah. spiked wristband on and just you know, does that. Yeah. The swimming pool scene was filmed at the Warner Brothers Ranch, and he said that he um, used the same one for Small Soldiers, if you remember that film. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That was a freaky scene. Yeah, 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 it was a freaky scene. And, yeah. and um, this is said once again on IMDb, which are, is was a lot of my uh, research um, site, that the actual pool was leveled and Phil Hartman's house was built over it. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's a check it out. Yeah. yeah. And fact yeah. check. I hope you guys had fun. Well, we yeah, had a blast, yes. but God, this went by so quick. I, I mean, know. yeah, it went we by. Need we, we, yeah, yeah, we definitely need to. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need to. We could have done. We could have done yeah. five more. No, we could have. We could have went on and on. It's unbelievable. When when we were putting that list together, it was so difficult to come up with just you know, ten movies. I mean, you know, there were so many great ones, and uh, um, yeah, it was tough. It was yeah. tough to come up with with uh, with just a pinpoint narrow down. Uh, kind of an interesting out of all those movies gremlins was the one where they actually did come out with with quite a bit of product yeah. and different things I own which quite is a bit. Yeah, yeah which is kind of interesting since out of all of them it's you know kind of the i guess m- more scary or not as kid-friendly one yeah but i guess yeah little, that's interesting you know but yeah. they made a lot of product for that one now i did have another one and oh people are going to be very upset with me um it was uh Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, don't no, say it. Don't, another yeah, don't, you say, don't it. say it. You said don't it say it. Don't say it. The next time, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to do this again. <laughs> we'll do the, the next one. We'll do on eighties, nineteen eighties television shows. Sitcoms, yeah. But we'll start with Beetlejuice because it is just wacky. The yeah. pre-production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll do that, and we will not say the aforementioned name again yes those no. people that are familiar with it know what happens <laughs> yes we don't need that's that right we don't need that in the store um but yeah no fantastic topics um yeah thanks for having us again yeah, we appreciate yeah. it well thank you um i want you guys to plug where and uh what your store is about and uh either one of you so we are 5280s a totally awesome shop located at 1874 south broadway um, Denver, Colorado, and we are an awesome store filled with uh, crazy 80s nostalgia. Um, yeah. To the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Packed we, full. We go from about 1975 to 1995, but concentrate very heavily on the 80s. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, if you haven't been in, I definitely would recommend visiting. It is an amazing place. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely recommend swinging by 1874 South Broadway in Denver. Telephone number? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> That's like the 80s. This is the anti-80s we you memorized. We have our website. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you can find us at 80sareawesome.com. Um, we are uh, closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. We are here uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We open at noon every day. and uh, But yeah, you should definitely come check us out. Yeah. I did stump you guys with trivia. She did. He did. Well, and like I was saying, in the 1980s, this is a good thing to, to, to tell millennials. In the 1980s, you had to memorize I know. phone numbers. Yeah. I still remember you know, some. Believe it or not, I don't even know Dee Dee's number. Dee Dee knows my number. I don't know my girlfriend's Dee Dee, number. Yeah, Dee Dee knows my number, but I don't know Dee Dee's number. So, yeah, 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 yeah it's how. a sad thing. It is a sad thing. So, But definitely, uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Um, we are at uh, 5280s. Uh, spelled out. Spelled 52 out. Yeah, 5280s. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the website is uh, 80s are awesome. 80s are awesome. Great uh, website, com. by the so, way. Yeah, fantastic website. Uh, yeah, we love that website. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I wished we had more time yeah. because there are a Beetle lot juice. of. Ah! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I did it. Well, um, Didi Tony, as always, you guys are the best. You guys are totally awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we will have the other maybe next month. 
Yeah. If you will Sounds good. Yes. formally commit Let's to do doing the, the television show one, and we will start with, it's already been done, with Beetlejuice, and then we'll go down into into uh, television series. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We are to the minute when we're supposed to be for opening. Perfect. It's 12 o'clock. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Brian Mateo Venegas, and this was Robot Love. Please uh, stay tuned. We've got another episode next week that deals with Game of Thrones. Nice. They may be reversed. Game of Thrones may be first. I'm doing that one tonight. Um, and uh, God, thanks again. I yeah. always love coming by and speaking yeah, with you guys. Fun. Okay, Robot Love, we'll see you. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Robot Love Podcast. Remember to check out Brian's comic, Rotoro, at rotorocomic.com. <laughs>